This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. <laughs> like, this entire thing is just like an information dump, an absolute information dump on a whole bunch of things, and then such spurious links like and and because this thing is the thing that exists, and this thing is the thing that exists, and this is another thing that happened, and this is another thing that happened. Ergo, vis a vis, you can understand why. It turns out Abigail Thorne is actually sponsored by the CIA. Yeah. So this comes to us courtesy of Max Blumenthal and, of course, The Grey Zone, uh, one of the most premier and prestigious journalistic outlets in the history of the interwebs. Leaked files expose serious psyops veteran astroturfing bread tube star to counter COVID restriction critics. Wow. By covertly recruiting popular YouTube influencer Abigail Thorne to counter growing opposition to UK government COVID restrictions, PSYOP pros are bringing home the tactics they honed in the Syrian dirty war. Leaked documents have revealed a state-sponsored influence operation designed to undermine critics of the British government's coronavirus policies by astroturfing a prominent founder of the BreadTube clique of anti-fascist YouTube influencers. The project aims to conduct psychological profiling on British citizens dissenting against policies such as mandatory vaccination and lockdowns, then leverage the data to establish a YouTube channel that portrays these critics as dangerous super spreaders of disinformation. Designed to curb the influence of pseudoscience material online with specific emphasis on coronavirus-related anti-vaccine sentiment, the operation is run by the UK's Royal Institution and dubbed Challenging Pseudoscience. Its top patron, Charles, the Prince of Wales, next in line to the British throne, who recently hit out at the supposed conspiracy theories surrounding COVID-19 vaccine. The organization received a substantial cash injection in 22 from the UK government's cultural recovery fund earmarked for video production. Leaked files obtained by the Grey Zone indicate that the Royal Institution has enlisted the services of Valent Projects, a social change communication firm founded by the public relations operative previously involved in the UK Foreign Office campaign for violent regime change in Syria. This is huge. Massive. Massive stuff. Wouldn't it be MI5? You would assume it would be MI5, but uh, apparently the CIA is involved somewhere here. We're, we're getting to that, okay? Don't don't get too ahead of yourselves. We're through the looking glass here, though. I had no idea. I had no idea Abigail had uh, had done this, and, and if this is true. I mean, she has to address these allegations, first and foremost, immediately. Um, Valence is also sponsored by the U.S. Agency for International Development, USAID, a U.S. agency cutout for a project aimed at investigating disinformation. I mean, we've heard for a long time that bread tubers apparently are actually being paid off by the CIA. Um, and if this is the case, where the fuck's my money? I'm for sale. CIA, you, you can buy me. I, I will do your bidding for monies, just for the monies. I'm I'm just a shameless grift. I'm a, I'm a shell of a human being. Give me the money, CIA. I'll say I'll say what you want. How do you want me to dance? Do whatever you want. 
Valence's central role in the operation highlights the trend of information warfare specialists, bringing the technique they honed against targets like the Syrian government back home to the West, where increasingly unpopular governments confront masses of citizens ever bristling at the coronavirus restrictions. As in Syria, where communication firms like Valent created, trained, and instrumentalized media organizations to further regime change objectives, they have covertly recruited a famed British YouTube influencer to lend their carefully calculated messaging campaign with an authentic flavor. According to internal documents, Valent plans to design a mass appeal so social media campaign fronted and owned by prominent social media figure Abigail Thorne, the founder of PhilosophyTube. Valence research on British citizens who reject official policy on COVID-19 will be used to devise a campaign that utilizes YouTuber Abigail Thorne's existing platform to achieve a measurable cognitive shift in the target's audience, the file state. Phase 2. The exact nature of Phase 2 will be determined by the findings derived from research carried out in Phase 1. However, a number of project characteristics and objectives have already been determined due to the nature of the project being designed and the partners involved. Mass Appeal Social Media Campaign, fronted and owned by prominent social media figure Abigail Thorne, specifically... She was named. Social media campaign includes calls to action that allow for the evaluation of project impact. Damn, that sounds serious. Data-based project findings will be captured and used to provide evidence-based models that can be used for a broad collection of stakeholders. Has, has Abigail said anything? I gotta check, gotta check out Abigail's Twitter. Well, I think the first crime of Abigail Thorne is that she still hasn't followed me back. <laughs> Uh, Agent Smith, Mr. Anderson, you thought you were red-pilled, but actually you'll find you're cucked and soy mode. Neo strapped to his chair. No. Agent Smith, you're cancelled, Mr. Anderson. You're triggered and mad online. And me, I am based. It's pretty good. This week's episode of the KGB podcast... Oh, shit! Oh, kill James Bond. Oh, whew. We were close there. Uh, Orson Welles is here. You get extra shot in the face and an old friend makes his glorious return. It's 1967's Casino Royale. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, it's finally happening. Trans people in the UK are taking the NHS to court for denying us healthcare with a decade-long waiting list for segregated clinics. I'll be donating to the Good Law Project case following the judicial review and proceeding with interest. I don't see anything addressing the CIA claims. Hmm. Curious. This is quite the rabbit hole, everybody. I feel like we're through the looking glass, you know? But, I mean, I'm leaning right now towards Abigail is CIA and MI5-sponsored uh, because, again, she didn't follow me on Twitter. That's all it takes. Boasting over 1 million subscribers to her YouTube channel and more than 7,000 Patreon supporters. By the way, Greyzone, you might want to realize that, you know, the ability for someone to have to sell out, uh, I think when you have 7,000 Patreon supporters and you're making like $100,000 a month uh, or more, who, who knows? I think at that point, like you can kind of pick and choose your sponsorships. So if this turns out to be true, uh, it's probably because she wanted to because that was something she agreed with. Thorne has established a potent vehicle for any communications campaign. She is also a core member of BreadTube, an assortment of left-branded social media influencers that has attracted intense establishment interest for its purported ability to pop YouTube's political bubbles to create space for de-radicalization. Purported ability? What does this mean? Conversation, meet BreadTube, the YouTube activist trying to beat the far right in their own game. Ah, gotcha. Uh, while top red tubers are best known for employing memes and theatrical ploys to counter right-wing narratives, they also have dedicated intense energy to attacking the anti-imperialist left as tankies engaged in a secret red-brown alliance with right-wing extremists. In his book, oh, uh, 
Caleb. Caleb must be so happy. He's getting quoted. Breadtube serves imperialism. Examining the new brand of internet pseudo-socialism. Socialist organizer. See? They, they differentiate between the pseudo-socialists and the real ones. So does that. Yeah. Uh, socialist organizer Caleb Maupin likened BreadTube to the counter gangs deployed by British and US intelligence to infiltrate and dismantle insurgent forces from Kenya to Southeast Asia. BreadTube speaks in the name of left wing sounding ideals. In reality, it is likely serving one section of the American ruling elite and intelligence agencies, Maupin wrote. Like, okay, so because Caleb Maupin was kind of like, you know, uh, Donald Trump's my guy and, uh, you know, Donald Trump is senpai kind of stuff, um, the fact that, like, a handful of people who very loosely could be considered uh, part of BreadTube weren't like, you know, uh, you should throw the election because uh, Donald Trump isn't great. Uh, you know, it's like you should probably vote for Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden really sucks. I hate to say it, you know, like, hey, it's me, Cody Shoddy. Uh I guess you might consider me BreadTube. Anyway, some more news is kind of about how Joe Biden is atrocious and terrible, but you should probably probably uh, vote for him anyway because, uh, you know, Donald Trump is really fucking horrible and a neo-fascist and all this kind of stuff that that was enough for him to think that they are like aligned with intelligence agencies or somehow like yes now they're being used in order to promote the corporate democrats and serve u.s imperialism none of them actually care about real anti-imperialism <laughs> Uh, the covert relationship between BreadTube's Abigail Thorne, Valent Projects, and the Royal Institute appear to validate Maupin's thesis. It does not surprise me at all to find out there's documented evidence that the British royal family and an intelligence contractor is bankrolling the work of Abigail Thorne, Maupin sold to Greyzone. It lines up with everything I have observed about her and the BreadTube trend overall. Maupin continued, BreadTube socialism is not really socialism. It is mobilizing young liberals to keep dissident elements in line. It's securing the rule of the British and American corporations over the planet by trying to silence those who get in the way. The National Security Establishment's favorite socialist. Since launching Philosophy Tube in 2013, Abigail Thorne's YouTube channel boasts over 7,000 paying Patreon fans and well over 1 million YouTube subscribers. They're really fixating on this. Like, this should give it away that these people are already fucking super, super rich by probing complex philosophical and political issues in a highly accessible, engaging manner and deploying elaborate artisan auto and, uh, sorry, artisanal audio and visual effects. She has emerged as a social media celebrity. A lengthy profile video produced by the BBC refers to her as one of the most high-profile transgender figures in the UK. Thorne is amongst the most prominent figures with the loosely knit collective of YouTube influencers known as BreadTube. Inspired by the title of anarchist Peter uh, Kropotkin, I cannot speak today, track The Conquest of Bread, I've got it like literally behind me. <laughs> BreadTube advances a hyper-identitarian, imperialism-friendly inter- Wait, imperialism-friendly interpretation of socialist politics that has earned its creators enthusiastic promotion from establishment interests. Wow. Hyper-identitarian, imperialism-friendly. Like, First off, can we just be completely transparent about this? Uh, BreadTube is a Reddit thread. It's r slash BreadTube. That, that, that is where this all comes from. It is not as if these people uh, uh, have BreadTube meetings. There is not a council of bread. There, there is, like, nothing of the sort. There is, like, on Reddit... Uh, people started trying to post videos that talked about leftist things, and that includes everything, okay? There are people who I'm sure you would be very happy and at home with, people like Hakeem, for example, right, who produces videos. Uh, I don't see him being labeled as a bread tuber. He certainly isn't labeled uh, in the bread tube forms when videos get posted there as being like an aggressive tank here, all this kind of stuff. The New York Times, for example, published a lengthy 2019 profile of a young man named Caleb Kane who supposedly fell down the alt-right rabbit hole on YouTube. Do you know who Caleb's number one, like, uh, this de-radicalized me source was? It's fucking Destiny. Like, 
the omni-liberal. Could not, it's in the name. Could not be more liberal. It's a pretty hardcore lib. <laughs> and I'm not even saying that as a dig. Like, Destiny is very, very open about his uh, proud liberalness. Fell down the alt-right rabbit hole on YouTube. Kane claimed he was de-radicalized through exposure by videos by Thorne and other popular BedTubers like Natalie Wynn of ContraPoints and fucking Destiny. Do your research, Gray Zone. During the Trump era, as Google owned, YouTube implemented a raft of stringent speech codes. Like, I can even tell you the story if you haven't read the New York Times piece yourselves. Caleb was, like, heavily down the alt-right rabbit hole specifically because of Lauren Southern. And then this whole thing, he, like, kind of, like, you know, had this parasocial relationship with her, was in love with her, all this kind of stuff. And then when she went on Destiny's show, he said that it made him realize, like, you know, what a fucking clown she was. And then all of a sudden that started him down this path. With ContraPoints, it was someone who spoke like he did. ContraPoints, uses a lot of like the alt uh, the alt rights language so that also helped de-radicalize him as he started to be like oh you know this person is supposed to be what i've been you know programmed to think is like uh you know a deplorable and all this kind of stuff or degenerate and now uh, i'm like you know she's speaking my language and she's making a lot of sense and this is how it's like slowly deprogramming me all the way up to uh the new zealand shooting which of course was the moment where like caleb had this whole kind of like you know come to jesus epiphany and posted that now viral video about leaving the alt right other popular BedTube figures, like Vouch. Did you know? Okay, like here's the other thing about them not really understand, like writing about a world they don't fully understand. Do they know how polarizing Vosh is? How many so-called BreadTubers absolutely fucking hate Vosh? And like, it's even like the six degrees of separation thing. Like if you uh, publicly state that you don't hate Vosh, that's enough for some people to be like, oh, cancel them. You know, I can't associate with them. Uh, they're fucking, uh, they're, they're, they're pro-Vosh supporters, which means they're like pro-pedophilia or whatever. Um, a video gamer from Beverly Hills, California named Ian Kuczynski. Wow, you've, you've uncovered it. The code known for his superficial understanding of Marxism. That's pretty funny. I won't lie. I won't lie. You know, I, I'm actually I'm actually a fan of Osh, but the whole Marx uh, would have voted for Joe Biden thing, that was that was pretty funny. Um, crude invective against Trump supporters. They disappear or we all do. Female high school athletes who complain about being forced to compete against biological males. Um, sorry you fucking suck, dumb Beasler. Imprisoned journalist Julian Assange. I want Assange to die in a CIA black site just because it would trigger all the worst people. <laughs> These are jokes. <laughs> like, okay, dude, do I have to do the disclaimer? Otherwise, this is going to get clipped uh, out of context. Uh, free Palestine, free Snowden, free Assange. I'm saying that uh, uh, not uh, ironically. I'm saying that unironically, all right? Free Assange, free Snowden, free Palestine. There you go. Um, that's that's uh, that's what I believe. So now that I have my pass and uh, U.S. imperialism bad, dismantling, uh, dismantling the U.S. military industrial complex is of paramount concern to me and uh, finding out the best ways to do that. Dude, am I, am I still... I'm in, am I in the clear now? Have, have I done it? Am I getting the multi-pass? The multi-pass. Um, what's the superficial understanding link to? Let's see. I'm going to guess it was the Joe Biden would be Marxist, which was... Fox has absolutely no clue what he's talking about when it comes to Marxism. This clip is fairly solid proof of this. I cannot play this because that's the banned streamer. Um, and a prison journalist, Julian Assange, the self-described libertarian socialist, has earned the moniker Vosh Limbob from his critics. From fucking Caleb. Caleb is the one who says that. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the Caleb Maupin to Grey Zone Pipeline. Breaking news, trigger warning, small brain, pro-CIA, Vosh V, advocates for the torture of Julian Assange in a sad attempt to hurt those who support him. Please donate to and disseminate the WikiLeaks document. Like, 
this is the saddest thing about you right now, Greyzone. If you're going to take the things that people say sarcastically online, like Vosh has openly said that he is for uh, the, the freeing of Julian Assange. He has made a joke about, yes, it would be funny that Julian Assange would be tortured because it would upset the worst people on Twitter, aka you're like, you're proving them right right now by taking this all seriously. Like, this is utterly ridiculous. This is supposed to be like a news article. Then there is Sean. Oh no, they went after Sean too. Holy shit. Just gets worse and worse. Then there is Sean, a British bread tuber whose recent attack on left-wing politician, comedian Jimmy Dore's criticism of government COVID restrictions contained echoes of challenging pseudoscience project prepared for Thorne by intelligence-related outfits. Sean's arguments relied heavily on the statements by official experts in U.S. government bodies like the FDA and CDC. Jimmy Dore lied. He intentionally changed a quote and said it was a quote from a newspaper. Sorry, he didn't. His editor, who's fired now, whose name we shall never speak. But uh, yeah, so Jimmy Dore's nameless editor, who apparently doesn't exist anymore, uh, lied. Jimmy Dore admitted it was wrong and then said that this was a lie. That, that's what Sean exposed. W what are you doing? Y you don't need the FDA or the CDC. <laughs> Holy shit. Sean, I mean, I, I, I'm going to DM Sean about this. I wonder if he's seen this. <laughs> and that's, I, I got to tip him off, of course, because if I don't, you know, the, the, the CIA is going to withdraw their funding for him and all his endeavors. You're apparently getting your talking points from the FDA and CDC. <laughs> I mean, by that definition, the CDC, anyone who doesn't spread COVID misinformation is technically getting their talking points from the CDC, <laughs> the powerful government body. Yeah, it turns out uh, like 99.5% of the people who are dying from COVID are unvaccinated. Whoa, CDC shill, the serfs. While Dora has been limited by YouTube's sweeping speech code, Sean's viral video appears to have benefited from an algorithmic boost. This is all conspiracy theory shit. You're, you're now fully in the conspiracy theory section of the interwebs. All the key signs of infiltration are there, Caleb Moppin said at BreadTube. Since when does the US mainstream media highlight the work of Marxist revolutionaries? Why are people who seem so unfamiliar with basic elements of socialist ideology? Again, please. Oh my god, do I need to debunk you in real time? Hakeem has over like 100,000 subs, I think, now. I think he's in the 100,000 club. Let me double check this to be sure. I'm going to do a little thing called research as a non-journalist. Yeah, Hakeem has 114,000 subscribers. He's got a video that has 500,000 views. Is that because he's being deeply funny? He's got a view critical of Vosh that was released a year ago that has 200,000 views. Humiliating Vosh again. Does does that mean that he's not CIA or is he even deeper an op? Is, is Akeem an op within an op? Is he like just so incredibly knowledgeable of Marxist theory but also hates Vosh because that way you won't go after him? It's a trick, you see. The CIA, they're always thinking. Always thinking. Makes sense. Like, I, I challenge you. I absolutely challenge anyone on the gray zone to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Akeem about Marxist theory. Anyone. Any any single one of you. I, I would, like, op open offer. I, I will moderate it. I, I will be fair. I will be impartial. I will be uh, completely in good faith. But I would like to see a single th person. I would like to see Max Blumenthal go head-to-head -head with Akeem when it comes to theory. That, that, for me, would just be a fucking, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, or Caleb Caleb why don't you go toe to toe with Akeem about theory 
Why are people who seem so unfamiliar with basic elements of socialist ideology suddenly elevated to the position of respected experts by the algorithms? Why do foreign policy views seem to line up so closely with the U.S. State Department? I've had no doubt that... Sean's videos do well because Sean does incredibly thorough research and is also funny and engaging and entertaining. You don't need the you don't need to have the idea that someone at Alphabet is like intentionally boosting him in the algorithm uh, to to promote imperialism. That that is absurd. You are clown people. This is the work of clown. You know the like my biggest problem with Gray Zone has always been outside of like all the fucking misinformation is this clown shoe shit makes a the left look ridiculous and b like completely clouds the actual like really bad shit that is going on in the world especially because if they have an article that is going to be like completely factually accurate like uh hey this is a deep dive into like the really fucked up shit the cia has done around the planet uh like here is how they have uh you know dismantled and or like set up coups for governments and and staged them uh all the way from uh either arming uh you know the brutal dictatorships uh to actually staging coups themselves and then they have this one too like what are people going to think you can't include a story that is just utterly absurd. They're like, this is fucking laughable. You have actual quotes from Caleb Maupin as one of your primary sources here. Unlike some fellow bread tubers, Thorne comes across as amiable and trustworthy. Foss, th- th- that is so subjective. <laughs> Unlike some fellow bread tubers, Thorne comes across as amiable and trustworthy. Like, which ones don't you? Oh, again, it's Vosh. Again, it's Vosh. Yeah, again, it's Vosh. Of course. Thornton comes across as amiable and trustworthy, fostering a personal bond with her viewers and regularly publishing thank you notes to patrons, listing them each by name. That's what fucking people with Patreon do! <laughs> you pay to have your name on the fuck do you not know what Patreon is? <laughs> These qualities of attracted support for Philosophy Tube by both public and private backers. Oh my god. You fucking clown shoes. Thorne's April 2021 dismantling of the politics of right-wing culture warrior Jordan Peterson has racked up almost 2 million views, not because the video is good in any way, but again, because conspiracy, uh, CIA, MI5, and algorithm working in tandem with Google, and was sponsored by CuriosityStream, the US media streaming service. Is that a get? Did you uncover this? You fucking sleuths? <laughs> What really tipped us off when we were, you know, doing some reporting on this was probably the start of the video where she said that this video uh, is sponsored by Curiosity Stream. That was that was when we knew something was up. We, we thought for a second that, like, yeah, there's more to this and we should look into it. And sure enough, we we discovered, which I know many will find shocking, was that she was in fact sponsored by Curiosity Stream. Curiosity Stream actually paid her money uh, to have a sponsorship in that video. A U.S. streaming service. The video opens with a black screen disclosing the support provided by the company and claiming Thorne would donate her fee to the feminist campaign group Sisters Uncut. The video is also emblazoned with YouTube's paid promotion. Oh my god. Oh, this is now so sad. The video is emblazoned with YouTube's paid promotion logo. You turned that on. A YouTuber chooses to do that. I can do that. It's a setting in YouTube where you say that this is a sponsored video. Holy fuck, Grey Zone. Yet no such disclaimer referring to support from the Royal Institution can be found on any of her other uploads. And that may be because the COVID campaign was intended to be convert. Ah, ah, now you see. 
Now we're cooking with gas. This is unreal. AstroTurk campaign seeks to achieve measurable cognitive shift. The challenging pseudoscience operation designed for Thorn was launched in February 2021 by liberal science journalist Angela Saini. Like I want to, I want to look into this because I'm curious. Like all articles uh, on the gray zone, there's probably uh, some crumbs of truth. Uh, they could, uh, it could be very true that there is like a liberal think tank that is reaching out to popular YouTubers as a way of spreading uh, COVID uh, information, like uh, getting people to get vaccinated. Like, of course, there's going to be campaigns of this nature. So that's the part that I want to find out whether or not it's true in terms of the deep dive. I've already been able to like debunk a handful of this off just very general and basic knowledge of how the internet works. And I'm a fucking, I'm a boomer, okay? Like, goddamn. Um, okay, the author of several popular titles and a forthcoming book on the origins of patriarchy. She's also part of the Lancet COVID-19 Commission on the Task Force for Global Health Diplomacy. The Commissioner's Chief, Peter uh, Daszak, a zoologist who serves as the president of a U.S.-based NGO known for EcoHealth Alliance, was forced to resign in June over a conflict of interest issue. In the years leading up to the outbreak of COVID-19, Dazak worked exclusively on the bat coronavirus's gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. His organization received tens of millions in funding from the Pentagon Defense Threat Reduction Agency, a division, countering weapons of mass destruction and improved threat networks. In December 2019, Dazak warned that coronaviruses can get into human cells and one can manipulate them in a lab pretty easily and you can't vaccinate against them. Where are you going with this? Are we doing the Wuhan lab theory right now? The host of Sini's project, the Royal Institute, was founded in 1799 by British scientists of the day with the aim of reproducing Sorry, introducing new technologies and teaching science to the general public. Landed gentry and royalty have always occupied the institution's highest levels. Queen Elizabeth's second cousin. Like, this This is, is just fucking information darts. Like, just buckshot. Throwing as many things out there. Like, and you know what else? And this is another thing. And did you also know this? And ooh, this one's kind of spooky. How do you like this one? Oh, yeah, we're getting real spooky now. Uh, Field Marshal Prince Edward, the Duke of Kent, who served for the president since 1976. The files indicate that the Royal Institution enlisted the services of Valent Projects, a communication firm working with clients in the UK all over the world to counter disinformation and strengthen the bonds between people. Valent was founded by Amil Khan, a former uh, Reuters and BBC reporter who officially left journalism to help good causes uh, to help good causes navigate the new information landscape. In February, Valent Projects proposed two phase projects to develop and understand the psychological drivers behind the generation and spread of anti-vaxxer narratives. It planned to exploit the data to develop and test public messaging responses. The findings would inform other programming by challenging pseudoscience as well as stakeholders, including the science community and concerning governments and the public health bodies. Uh, so far, none of this sounds like uh, deeply shady material. Like, it benefits capitalism to have people healthy and working. Capitalism requires workers to work. So yes, capital would also want people and capitalist endeavors would want people to spread information that gets them vaccinated so they can keep working. That's like, that's not a conspiracy theory. That that just makes logical sense. This is like fucking grasping at straw shit. In the campaign's first phase, extensive online interviews were to be conducted along with ethnographic research. Like, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to look this up because I'm very curious about this, but if the bar is going to be set that either government programs or think tank programs or institutional programs, which happen to be deeply capitalist, I'd like, I'm like i not going to dispute that for a second, are interested in keeping capitalism alive and healthy, and so, to do so, they want to get the public uh, as mass vaccinated as possible. There's no conspiracy theory there that makes perfect sense to me, and so part of that program is going to do outreach, and they're going to do outreach to influencers. I'm going to assume... 
the outreach goes to multiple people, not simply one YouTuber. I mean, I know, uh, you know, Philosophy Tube is a very popular channel, but I mean, it's not the most popular YouTube channel of all time. Like, why not go after Mr. Beast, for example? Um, but part of that project is to reach out to influencers to, yes, spread information. And then part of that also went as far as saying that Philosophy Tube, like Abigail, maybe she took uh, a sponsorship because it's stuff that she was already going to do. Like, yeah, I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, pro-vaccine stuff. I'll, I'll take uh, an additional X amount of dollars. We'll get there, though. We'll get there. Valent Projects then planned to... Oh, sorry, I should read this. Uh, Valent Projects is a digital communication company that focuses on social impact based in West London. The company has conducted extensive research in the implementation work in the arena of disinformation and malign influence in the UK abroad, including researching the spread of 5G conspiracy theories for submission to a parliamentary inquiry, investigating the use of disinformation in the 2019 UK general election campaign, investigating disinformation and supporting newly democratized governments deal with the phenomenon for USAID. Valent Projects are proposing a two-phase project designed to curb the influence of pseudoscience material online with specific evidence on coronavirus-related anti-vaccine sentiment. The project uh, ultimately seeks out to develop and understand the psychological drivers behind the generation and spread of anti-vaxxer narratives, which will be used relevant to broader pseudoscience narratives, and use this understanding to develop and test public messaging responses. The finding from this project can be used to inform other programming by challenging pseudoscience at the RI as well as the stakeholders, including the science community and concerned governments and public state bodies. Again, all stuff that seems completely, uh, like, explainable under the capitalist system that there would be think tanks or organizations looking to do this it is in their benefit in their self-interest to get people vaccinated especially max uh, sorry mass vaccinated um the first phase of the project will comprise research both online and ethnographic. The second phase will focus on using the insight provided by the research designed and intervention in collaboration with YouTuber Abigail Thorne, who runs the highly popular channel Philosophy Tube. Now, here's where we get, like, interesting. Uh, then plan to draw together insights from these findings, developing comprehensive uh, audience profiles, including demographic information to design a mass appeal social media campaign fronted and owned by prominent social media figure Abigail Thorne, who runs the online channel Philosophy Tube. Valent indicated its intent to exploit Philosophy Tube's sizable platform to achieve a measurable cognitive shift, emphasis added in the target audience. Reaching the intended viewers was forecast to be a significant task in itself, however. Valent noted most Philosophy Tube viewers are within 18 to 35 range, but existing research suggested that most prolific consumers of the pseudoscience material were over the age of 45. The firm felt the best topic to address this issue is probably along the lines of the best uh, the thing about expertise. Fittingly, in August 2020, Thorne uploaded a video, Who's Afraid of the Experts, featuring comedian Adam, Adam Conover of the popular show Adam Ruins Everything. The 45-long defense of scientific consensus on HIV-AIDS debate is the first result in any search for the term vaccine on philosophy tubes channel where are you going with this the leaked documents thus expose what had long been suspected by critics of BreadTube. The popular social media collective has been ins- uh, instrumentalized by powerful interest in connection with Western intelligence agencies. Wait, has she not even made a video on anything they're talking about? Because I haven't been watching philosophy, uh, sorry, philosophy, philosophy tube lately. The last one, like, wasn't. Okay. Oh, no, I've seen almost all of these. Violence and protest was not about uh, vaccines. Islamophobia was not about vaccines. I didn't finish Food, Beauty, and Mind. Was this about vaccines? Social Constructs was not about vaccines. Ignorance and censorship was not about vaccines. It will probably take her some time to respond to all this nonsense. I mean, she's got a golden video now. She could make an incredible video out of this. But I'm sorry, where, where is the, where's the content that she's done on vaccines? That would have been after this entire conspiracy theory takes place. 
Her last video vaguely encouraged vandalism of fossil fuel mining and processing. Uh, this is the company. They are basically a digital marketing agency. The only vaccine-related video she's done, AFAC, is a panel related to the topic. Are you fucking kidding me? This is what this isn't even on her channel. This is the Royal Institution. Oh, oh, but that's it, isn't it? Okay, let's see this website. This is ridiculous. The gray zone was thinking of H bomber guys vaccine number. I was thinking that, but I was like, I'm gonna wait till I finish this art uh, this article first. Okay. Valon projects. Understand Rasan counters disinformation campaigns, research and strategy, response, training, social media, our clients. <laughs> Includes Amnesty International. All part of the conspiracy theory. The Royal Institution. Okay, well there. It turns out this is all it's all in the up and up, you see. What we do. How dare they go after David Icke? He was just trying to speak the truth to power that lizard people control the world. So research and strategy. Provide exceptionally bespoke research and analysis of the conservatives' digital strategy. Their expertise and deep knowledge of field results in a comprehensive and fascinating report that formed a key part of the online section of review. Valent Project's report was also presented in accessible ways so it's concept be easily understood by audience. We combine high-end data research software with multilingual researchers, target audience analysis, disinformation and dark web mapping, strategic analysis, strategic development. Our clients include a lot of government agencies. Um, okay, hold on one sec. It seems like a corporate think tank, like a classic corporate think tank, which again, it's not a conspiracy theory or anything bizarre for a corporate think tank to be on the side of capital wanting to get people to not spread vaccine misinformation. Um, the leaked document thus exposed what had long been suspected by critics of BreadTube, the popular social media collective, has been instrumentalized by powerful interests with connections to Western intelligence agencies. What the fuck are you talking about? This this is such an incredible stretch. Okay, first off, can can we can we go through this? Um, Philosophy Tube, Abigail Thorne, has not released a video on vaccines and has not released a video promoting uh, people to not believe vaccine misinformation or pseudoscience. Now, I'm not saying that she has not been reached out to or perhaps even paid by this think tank or by this, sorry, this PR firm. But this PR firm, by the way, just because they are taking clients that happen to be uh, related to government agencies, how does that connect to the fact that now, like the leap is you've done then made the fact that philosophy tube is in fact being sponsored by the government or at least being told what to do by the government. And in this case, like this is, this is such a stretch. Okay. I haven't finished it yet. Wait, I'm not going to be completely aghast until I see the whole thing. An astroturf information warfare campaign hiding in plain sight. Multiple requests for comment from the gray zone to Abigail Thorne's agent and Angelus uh, Saini have gone unanswered. When quizzed about the leaked files on Twitter, Valent Project CEO Emil Khan flew into a rage, angrily asserting that they were obtained through hacking and then doctored in a manner of classic doxing. Hi, Abigail, longtime fan, first time tweeter. Can you please tell me how much you made from your shadowy patron, uh, Valon Projects, from whom you secretly fronted RI Science's online anti vaxxer campaign? Anti anti vaxxer campaign? Thanks. Okay. Hi, Kit. 
Tanks for bringing this to our attention. These look like the documents that are retained through hacking and then doctored. Classic doxing. Could you let me know how you obtained them so I can pass them to lawyers? Thanks. Also, Kit, it looks like the people behind this have stolen your photo and use it for some sort of dodgy advertising scam. One seems to be in Russian. Really weird. <laughs> advertising scam. Your money was a website I wrote for six years ago. Hey, Emil, if you can point out to where the documents have been doctored, I'll happily let you know where I got them from. If not, I'm going to have to conclude your line deal. Oh man, this is wild. It's particularly stupid to lie on point uh, when Royal Institution's own website refers to a talk Philosophy Tube gave your organization on anti-vax sentiments at February this year, and your company's LinkedIn refers to work on countering pseudoscience for RI. In early 2020, when coronavirus engulfed the go, we dared uh, join Mariana Spring, Sanya, Arzania, Stamataki, and Abigail Thorne to discuss how vaccines work, why people skeptically, despite the evidence, and how disinformation about vaccines spread online. This will be shared by journalist Anjaya Ahuja. Uh, this um, event is organized in part uh, with journalist Anjaya, I'm uh, sorry, Angela Saini, and challenging pseudoscience group at the Royal Institution. Valent Project's first step of our analysis of 25,000 UK people posting and sharing anti-vax content online has thrown some interesting findings. By far, most anti-vax shares, almost 80%, are flirters rather than committed conspiracy obsessives. There are many people with the social liberal left-wing anti-vax views in the UK as those with conservative and hard-right views. Wait. So is this a thing where they just did a study on a whole bunch of different people? However, more than half of those being drawn into anti-vax online echo chambers are politically agnostic, not left-wing or right-wing, and will share content from a Labour MT. This sounds like a think tank doing market research. As willingly as right-wing populist Nigel Farage, new age spirituality and self-improvement, fitness and entrepreneurship are often gateways into the hard facts conspiracy echo chamber. These findings came about due to a project Valent is conducting on countering pseudoscience at the Royal Institution. They will now be used to inform ethnographic research designed to understand why people hold these views. Holy fuck, you absolute clowns. What's hilarious about her being called out for declaring her sponsors is that it's actually required by UK law and um, Abigail is just complying with it. Well, also, most YouTubers should. Why YouTubers suck at product... Oh, why Britain sucks at product placement. Some British YouTube stars were called out by the British advertising regulators for not properly declaring sponsored content. They mentioned the sponsorship in the description. They said, thanks to the company for making this possible at the end. It it wasn't like they were trying to hide it. Uh... Caro Bakari, thank you for the rating party of eight. Welcome in, Raiders. We're just in the middle of exploring, apparently, the conspiracy theory uh, published today by the Grey Zone that Abigail Thorne uh, of Philosophy Tube fame, uh, she's apparently sponsored or funded by the, the government um, because a think tank did market research on her. But it wasn't enough. And can everyone go uh, give a, a follow back to uh, twitch.tv slash Caro Bakari? had to be clear before you clicked on the video that it was an advert. In a world so saturated with advertising, why was that a problem? Like, holy fuck, Rezone. Yeah, PR firms and marketing agencies do this all the time. Like, do you just not understand how the world works? It doesn't make you pro-imperialist to understand that there are think tanks and, and PR firms that do market research. Well, British media has some of the strongest product placement... Like, holy fuck, if they did it on, like, 86,000 accounts, or is that what they stated? 25,000 people. Analysis of 25,000 UK people posting and sharing anti-vax content online has thrown up some interesting findings. ...in the world. Most of the rest of the planet, though, they don't really care. And the reason, as with so many things, goes back to history. Back in the first years of television, all Britain had was the BBC from Alexandra Palace. Oh, yes, the BBC. Not by advertising, but by a yearly tax on anyone who owned a television. And that's still true. 
So advertising wasn't and isn't allowed on the BBC. In the United States, though, they had commercial television right from the start. And a, and a show's host would regularly interrupt their patter to give a personal endorsement down the camera for a better brand of umbrella. Unless you're smoking L&M's, all you can do is imagine how good they taste. But in the UK, that sort of thing was seen as horribly tacky. When commercial TV launched here, ad mags, weird half soap opera, half infomercials existed for a few years, but it just wasn't the British way of doing things, darling. So in the 60s, strict rules were laid down. Advertising and content must never collide. No product placement at all. Which led to some things that Americans would find very strange. Uh, our version of the Price is Right, for example, couldn't mention brand names. What? We win a brand new car! But the announcer would never say what make of car it was. <laughs> a 1.3 hatchback! Teleshopping and That's wild. existed and still do. But I don't know. I prefer that. That sounds nice. You know, it doesn't have to be like all this product placement because the price is right is is actually a commercial. Like if you think about it, when you're watching it, you're watching a commercial for a bunch of products. I mean, it's entertaining and it is a game and all that kind of stuff. But like as you go to the advertisements, you then watch more commercials and then you return to your main program, which is a commercial. It's commercials within commercials. They had to be clearly flagged on screen with a title saying what they were. Were there dodgy dealings going on behind the scenes? Did some producers get backhanders for making sure that the heroes of their drama used a certain type of company? Okay, that's interesting. But either way, um, let's. I just want to finish this article because we're getting close. Uh, when quizzed about the leak files on Twitter, Valen Project CEO Amil Khan flew into a rage. This is flying into a rage? Uh, angrily asserting that these were obtained through hacking and then doctored. Like, who writes like this, by the way, <laughs> in a matter of classic doxing and threatened legal action against this journalist for publicizing them? Khan later pumped out a series of tweets aimed at controlling the damage of his imminent exposure, and one he falsely claimed that a co-author of this piece would publish their reporting in Russia state-affiliated media. Media. Yet, when challenged about his claim of doctoring, Khan did not respond. Subsequent requests for clarity on which elements of the documents were maliciously altered and how that might have taken place have also gone unanswered, but evidence of the secret project's existence was hiding in plain sight. Wait, if they are potentially doctored... Wait, the secret project's existence was hiding in plain sight? Like, okay, um, Bow of the Fifth Column, uh, a research agency in the United States uh, that studies and tracks radicalization, found that there was a handful of YouTubers who were successful at uh more successful at de-radicalizing people and both the fifth column happened to be one of them and then uh a major newspaper uh wrote an article about it um uh oh about his like his, about his like very controversial past uh and that that came out and the two like simultaneously became a story um if your implication is that a research agency that is doing data and research on radicalization uh found that both the fifth column was in essence uh, useful to be able to de-radicalize people. Does that mean, Grey Zone, that Bow of the Fifth Column is being paid out by the government to do that? And conversely, if this research PR firm, Valent Projects, um, if they are either doing product research uh, or just uh, you know uh, media research specifically on British people, and this is where they found all their data, that doesn't mean that those people are also funded by the government. And even if it turns out it's true that Philosophy Tube, Abigail Thorne, that she had gotten money to do uh, to promote anti-anti-vax uh, material, that also doesn't prove that she is sponsored or works for the government in any way, shape, or form. 
Like the, the the amount of leaps you're gonna have to do to make this story work in your minds is is just honestly flabbergasting. Moreover, none other than Abigail Thorne was a guest of honor at Challenging Pseudoscience launch event in February, Vaccines, Warriors, and Warriors, which featured a debate on how vaccines work, why people are skeptical despite the evidence, and how disinformation about the vaccine spreads online. Okay. Lance, have you ever considered that you might be CIA? Like, fuck, I, I'm, I'm, am I gonna be? No, I'm not big enough yet. Uh, I, I think if I had, if I had more, more subs or viewers, then, then they'll throw that at me, right? I mean, they definitely already throw that at uh, Vosh. Um, also on the event panel were an immunologist named Zania Stamataki and Mariana Spring, the BBC's first specialist disinformation reporter. She has repeatedly perpetuated falsehoods about the size of anti-lockdown protests in 2020 and the nature of its participants in a bizarre experiment. Like, this whole thing reads as very, like, pro-anti-vax, by the way. Pro-just-asking-questions. You know, like, it's very insidious that this shadowy organization was paid out by the government to pay and influence YouTubers and other influencers to be able to spread information that vaccines are real and good. She furthermore personally set up numerous fake troll accounts on assorted online platforms uh, that engaged with misogynistic content allegedly for academic purposes. In May, Thorne published a characteristically ornate video, Ignorance and Censorship, which touched on the topic of disinformation and vaccines. Ah, okay, so this is the one that they're claiming is, is part of it. But it doesn't have sponsorship in it. Anything in here? No. Sources? Hmm. <gasps> Hashtag censorship. It's all true. If you were CIA, would you tell people you're CIA? Well, of course not. That's definitely someone who's getting paid off by the CIA would say. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I showed y'all the email that I got the other day uh, from the fucking slop buckets. That's that's the people who tried to sponsor the serfs. It's not CSIS. It's not the FBI. It's not fucking uh, MI5. It's fucking slop buckets. <laughs> that's the sponsorships I get. <laughs> Oh, man. Which touched on the topic of disinformation and vaccines. Next month, Challenging Pseudoscience convened a particularly a similarly named panel discussion, Misinformation or Censorship. Then, the newly launched Challenging Pseudoscience podcast shared two prior Royal Institution debates, the aforementioned Vaccines, Warriors, and Warriors, Disinformation on How to Counter It, which featured none other than Emil Khan as a speaker. It would be entirely surprising if this deluge was a coordinated effort. A wide-ranging, long-running, cross-platform propaganda campaign involving multiple actors required substantial resources. Until 2020, however, the Royal Institution struggled financially despite its royal patronage and elite trustees the organization has been forced to rent out its grand central london headquarters for conferences corporate bashes and weddings to plug a multi-million dollar pound budget deficit in late 2015 the royal institution auctioned off treasured first editions of the works by charles Darwin, isaac newton and other eminent science uh, scientists the fire sale prompted the bbc to ask whether the organization was on the verge of collapse miraculously though in october 2020 the institution this is only half of the article holy shit you got to be kidding me, you goddamn conspiracy theorists. <laughs> like, this entire thing is just like an information dump, an absolute information dump on a whole bunch of things, and then such spurious links. Like, and, and because this thing is the thing that exists, and this thing is the thing that exists, and this is another thing that happened, and this is another thing that happened, ergo, vis-a-vis, you can understand why, it turns out Abigail Thorne is actually sponsored by the CIA. Yeah, there you go. Um, the In the UK, loads of institutes rent out other events, like almost every institute does it, because they are all amazing buildings and super old and nice. Well, again, nothing in here like that they've said out loud 
like rings of anything other than yes that's how the world works like this entire article reads as that's how the world works and it's suddenly they're the ones who are trying to put all these pieces together and be like well yeah and then you understand there's a conspiracy going on here uh, received funding an accompanying press release noted that Royal Institutions had over the uh, course of the pandemic developed a successful program of weekly science talks online well established YouTube channel which posts 1.11 million subscribers the cash injection would increase the number of live stream science talks hosted by the organization to help develop new digital content Valent Project staffer Hamish Falconer has disclosed that the exciting challenging pseudoscience campaign has also received generous support from the Open Society Foundation of CIA adjacent billionaire George Soros oh we're here we're here we almost have it all was waiting for a little bit of that old-fashioned anti-Semitism to get sprinkled into the whole thing, and now we have ourselves a real conspiracy theory. We have CIA-adjacent billionaire George Soros. The fucking bingo card is almost full. You are correct. You are correct. Who had uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories on their bingo card? Because we're about to indulge. As the Washington Post, David Ignatius reported in 1991, Soros was at the heart of a network of overt operations helping U.S. intelligence carry out spyless coups against former Soviet satellite states. In July 2021, Soros teamed up with fellow billionaire Bill Gates. You've got to be fucking me. Oh, my God. It's happening. It's happening in real time. You know, I, I think, like, I, I said that Jimmy Dore was the Alex Jones of the left. No, no. It is Max Blumenthal and the Gray Zone. Y'all are the Alex Jones of the left. No question. Holy fuck. To purchase a UK-based COVID-19 test developer for $41 million. Three months later, as Alec Rubenstein documented for the Gray Zone, Soros partnered with tech oligarch Reid Hoffman, or sorry, Reid Hoffman, to found Good Information Inc., a social media censorship operation marketed under the aegis of countering disinformation. Uh, Hamish was the son of Charlie Falconeroy, longtime friend and former roommate of former UK Prime Minister Tony Blair. Following Blair's May 1997 eviction, election victory, Falconer, sorry, I'm mispronouncing everything right now, I'm just too excited. Falconer Sr. Uh, was elevated to the unelected House of the Lords and serving in a series of high-ranking government posts throughout his palace tenure. Uh, along the way, he applied huge pressure to Attorney General, uh, Attorney General Lord Goldsmith to change his view that evading Iraq would be illegal. His intervention may have played a decisive role in greenlighting the war of aggression. Holy fuck, we're so far away from the topic. Like, honestly, Valent founder embedded into terrorist organization ran Syrian psyops for armed extremists. Hamish Falconer hiring the Valent projects in March 2020, uh, 2012 highlights the firm's deep ties with the UK's, UK's intelligence apparatus. Again, even if true, even if all true, this whole article is that's the way the world works mixed with conspiracy theories. They're conspiracies. George Soros is evil. Bill Gates is evil. <sighs> And that's, like, again, the thing that really pisses me off about the gray zone is because they usually mix a whole bunch of things that are factual or a whole bunch of things that could be important. Like, yes, Bill Gates is a super, super fucked up individual who's buying up uh, more private farmland than any other person in the United States. And that is very, very frightening. And also, why don't uh, why doesn't anyone talk about that kind of shit? Right. Like that. That is something that should be brought up. But then when you stir it in there, it's like they've also had ties at one point to George Soros and Bill Gates. And that's why they're also extra shady, because, hey, look at this. This is a completely different tension. But here's another thing that happened. Here's another thing that happened at some point. And, and, and did you know that this is another thing that happened at another point? at another part of the world and did you know that PR firms exist and think tanks exist and they serve to serve capital and also US imperialism I mean those are all real things but we're gonna say them all at once and it's gonna be real spooky Falcona's Spartan online resume sheds little light on this professional history, noting that it spelled the UK government's Department of International Development, followed by a seven-month gap before he joined the Foreign Office of Diplomat until August 2020. No details of his offering whether Falcona has been posted or what his role entailed at any point. He's a graduate of Yale University's Morris... <laughs> Again, more things. More things. 
This is a tactic the CIA unsuccessfully in Venezuela. Incidentally, both Leonid Volkov and Nalvani were fellows at the Yale Maurice Hank Greenberg program while overseeing AIG's illicit practices. Greenberg supposedly sponsored CIA around the globe. I thought it was really sad that Caleb Maupin wrote the Bread 2 book because it was just about personal vendettas that he clearly had with people who had been mocking him or laughing about him. And of all the things to talk about in the world, because again, if you're supposed to be this amazing anti-imperialist, uh, Marxist-Leninist, communist uh, superhero, then uh, why are you concentrating on fucking online influencers uh, known as bread tubers? Like that, that, that seems so really sad to me. Do, do you do you think they're they're at the front lines of upholding imperialism? Like if they could only get if we could only take down a whole bunch of these like online uh, bread tubers, then all of a sudden communism would be unlocked. So more information: counterterrorism is not a safe foreign office purview. Just one of the three core areas of focus for the U.S. U.K. Foreign Intelligence Service (MI6). Cool. So this is how we've come to MI6. Only took you fucking. 7,000 words. It may be just a coincidence the agency's spies typically pose as diplomats overseas. Ooh, just a coincidence, you say? By contrast, Khan's activities between December 2008, when he left his position as hostile environmental reporter for the BBC on October 2017, when he joined elite UK national security think tank Claytham House as the associate fellow for the next entry of his public CV, can be pinned together with much greater certainty, but only approximate to... Oh, God, it's just still more, like, more information. A leaked document indicates that he first crossed path... When you say leaked document, okay? Like... Uh, I, I like because this thing is just utterly absurd and just again an information dump where you are connecting the dots in real time. Like I see the thought process. I'm definitely seeing the author like escape the page. I'm really getting a feel for Max Blumenthal and how his mind thinks when it comes to all this stuff. Okay, I see the Charlie Kelly wall, sorry wall with all the the chords and strings. Um, but like, wh- where are your who are your sources when it comes to like these link, leaked documents? Like leaked where did you did you find this on an internet forum? Because because like this whole thing reads like you're just on internet forums. The project was delivered to Arc, a shadowy intelligence contractor, formerly like a likely MI6 operative. Alistar Harris, which is ranked in the uh, innumerable lucrative contracts for waging covert operations, warfare operations. Again, this this could all be true stuff. But how is this connected to the last thing? That how is that connected to the last thing? How is that connected? Like you're just listing things, and it all sounds like spooky. This work uh, placed Khan in extremely close quarters with members of the violent rebel factions implicated in hideous crimes against humanity. He then provided political and media support for opposition of political... Like, and, and that's why this, this one is connected to this one, and that's why this one's connected to George Soros, and that's why this one's connected to Bill Gates, and the whole thing is like a real conspiracy. Destabilizing PSYOPs, UK government played a central role in dubious initiatives, document discussing the ability to develop contracts and blah, 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 because of found by ex-foreign minister, broad landscape, a state-backed COVID propaganda. It's, it's probable the countering pseudoscience project. It's probable. Always great to see this in a news article. It's probable. One could surmise... It's probable the Countering Pseudoscience Project is just one part of a wider landscape of online astroturf initiatives designed to restore... Like, okay... Here's here's a fucking freebie to every single person who thinks that all these bread tubers and YouTubers are CIA ops or uh, fucking CSIS ops or whatever. At best, at best, some of them are useful idiots. But like, why do you think, why do you think the CIA would ever fucking spend time being like, mm, well, this obscure YouTuber who has 67,000 subscribers, let's uh, let's pay them a whole bunch of money, and of course, risk getting exposed by the gray zone one day, that'll be horrible, but let's pay them a whole bunch of money to spread pro-imperialist propaganda on the behalf of the Democratic Party. That, that sounds like a good scheme. Here we go. 
At the start of December, an institute released a brief report between conspiracy and extremism, how long is the COVID threat, which attempted to frame the radicalization of anti-lockdown protests as terrorist threats. Uh, what input can may have had with this publication is unclear. Uh, yes. Uh, in fact, a lot of this article is unclear. The majority of it is, is quite unclear. Valon Projects is just one of uh, an array of companies that have brought PSYOP techniques honed in Syria and others threatened uh, theaters of Western information warfare back home with them, like soldiers returning from the battlefield, marketing their deadly skills to private security and intelligence firms. And Abigail Thorne is just one YouTuber at a time when British state is known to be maliciously recruiting digital personalities to further its interests across the globe. For example, foreign office contractor Zinc Network maintains a clandestine nexus of Russian-speaking social media influencers throughout the former Soviet Union to promote media integrity, democratic values, and complex social issues. A campaign so intensive, like again, more things. Here, here is another thing that is that is happening in the world. Coincidentally, Zinc has been engaged in efforts since the onset of the pandemic to concoct a link between extremist activities and anti-lockdown vaccine-hesitant views. It has also published research because these things serve the interest of capital. If workers aren't dying, they keep working. It is in the interest of a capitalist system to keep workers working, to keep making things. That is how you generate capital. That and NFTs, am I right? It has also published research on how to best market a test to trace app to UK citizens, a part of a broader research pro- uh, project on public understanding of and support of artificial intelligence. It is simply inconceivable that similar operations have not enacted elsewhere in the world. <laughs> it is simply inconceivable that similar operations have not been enacted elsewhere in the world. Probably, <laughs> but like, what is your get here? <laughs> Turns out governments and capital wants to do things that are going to serve the interests of both government and capital. It almost seems like the state upholds the interests of the capitalist class. Oh shit, whoa. Did did I just invent something? Perhaps I'll call it theory. Maybe I'll write a book about such things. Yes, call it state and revolution. Maybe I've figured a few things out. Oh my god, it is impossible to know if the next slick viral video countering grassroots dissent of an official narrative is state or quasi-state propaganda, cleverly crafted to induce a cognitive shift in viewers in which the star of an online show is effectively an intelligence asset. Oh my god, rattling off a script drawn up by full-time spooks. You have got to be kidding me. Cleverly crafted to induce a cognitive shift in viewers in which the star of the online show is effectively an intelligence asset. Oh my god. Max, who hurt you? Seriously, who hurt you? I have to ask. This is wild. Just just wild stuff. Again, like so much of this boils down to you both don't understand how the internet works and like two seconds of research could have taught you so many things. Like, don't use clips of people being intentionally sarcastic. If I'm like, ha ha, I'm in the CIA and CSIS too. CSIS play pays my bills. That was a joke. If someone takes that clip and puts it on the internet and then says, this is evidence that the surfs is sponsored by CIA, that is utterly absurd. It makes you look like clowns. And it makes the broader left look ridiculous too. And I, I know why this, like, uh, side of whatever you want to call it, the left, uh, attracts a certain kind of crowd, you know? But, like, it obfuscates things that are actually serious and bad. Yes, Big Pharma is bad. Yes, Bill Gates is bad. Yes, rich billionaires trying to influence things like politics or lobbying firms or any of that or capital trying to do that is all bad things. 
But when you wrap the whole thing up in a bow of this weird conspiracy theory where it, it all hinges on the fact that now Abigail Thorne is an actual government asset and other influencers are government assets as well, it, again, it makes the whole thing utterly absurd. I made us a gray zone pinko card. Soros, Bill Gates blames someone as a government op. Vosh has mentioned opinion of writer published as article upset about YouTuber anti-vax imperialism. Brett Thomas mentioned. This is really good. Jimmy Dore, Caleb is the source. Random, slightly related things funded by CA, no source reference. Syria mentioned unclear article. Bravo. Bravo, Kubi. Bravo. That's really, really good. Oh, that's fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. Oh, Philosophy Tube is CIA. Oh, no. I know. I know. And by the way, radio silence from Philosophy Tube on this. What is that going to show you? Oh, yeah. Wait, before I do anything, though, I did want to check out what their source was that leaked. Uh, run by the Royal Institution. Uh, who recently hit out as a posted conspiracy theories. Services of Valon Projects. Published the lengthy 2019 profile of a young man named Killer Kane. Uh, superficial understanding of Marxism. Hatred of Vosh. Oh, yeah, they did Sean as well. Did Sean dirty. Gain of function. Wait, is there not a link to the leaked documents? I know this is supposed to be one of the leaked documents. Let's see if there's... Oh, I also want to see if there's any other sources on this story. Uh, philosophy philosophy tube valent project so if i google philosophy tube valent project missing there's the gray zone article what philosophy tube gets wrong about master kong this youtube video steve bannon okay so the gray zone article is the only source on this story for now let's go to news yeah that's it okay all right, it's fine. There'll be other sources soon enough. Put Valiant Projects in quotes. Uh, philosophy tube. Valiant Projects, not Valiant. Valiant Projects. It looks like there aren't many great matches for your search. Try using words that might appear on the, the search. The one source is going to be... Okay, Valent Projects, Royal Institution, Kyoto Pseudoscience Project, Two Phase Out, Multi Research, Valent Projects, uh, blah, blah, blah. The first phase of the project will compromise research, both online and ethnographic. The second phase will begin using the insight provided by the research design intervention in collaboration with YouTuber Abigail Thorne, who runs a popular channel, Philosophy Tube. Why only Philosophy Tube? Valent Projects. First week, third week, second week. And again, I'm not even saying that these aren't real. Uh, I have no idea if they are real. Um, because even like even at its best for this conspiracy theory, even if this was real, like 100% real, all that shows you is, again, a think tank and a PR firm banded together under the auspices of, I guess, being funded by a government program uh, to reach out to an influencer and use that influencer to, to challenge and or spread anti-anti-vaxxer information. Like, that's the best case scenario of a true story that you have. That's that's at, at my most absolute generous, if this turns out to be completely real. Um, after that, everything else that you did was just 
pure batshit fucking conspiracy theory stuff where you would be like, now next Vosh because we don't like him. Now next Sean and Sean also uh, made a video on this. Like, why didn't you bring up H Bomber guy? H Bomber guy made the biggest quote bread to video on vaccines. Like, I I feel like that was a huge missed opportunity. So you've just been listening to an episode of The Surf Times. And if you enjoy it and want to see The Surf Times, you can go to wearesurfs.com or watch the live shows at thesurfs.tv. And also everywhere social media is sold, basically, thesurfs.tv. You'll find us there, twitter.com slash thesurfstv, for example. It would also help us out tremendously if you could leave a good review of this podcast if you enjoyed it, either on, I don't know, iTunes or wherever you're podcasting. Apparently it does help. And yeah, we hope to see you soon. To our gods, Xander Corvus and Peyton L. Just, we beseech thee to smite down our enemies. To our monarch, Tom Spiker, we are but your humble court jesters here to amuse you. To our lords, Trevor R., we give thanks for this spit of land for us to eke out this meager existence. To our knights, Merid, Cheryl Alvarez, Ruby Kelly, Ellie Leslie, Alex P., Brandon, Words Greenwood, Nate, that one guy, Hagbird Celine, Matthew Scarborough, Stellar Vision, Ariane McCarthy, Daniel Sutton, Coulter Smith, Val 9000, Jenna Tall, Quiet185, Anna Loves Riley, Omni, Riley and Anna, Poodlehawk, The Tim Caucus, Multimondi, Trevor Yanis, Lemmy101, Anthropophojack, Saren42, Catherine, Radical Maniac, Ramon Acosta, Nkosin, Violent Orchard, Sophie Baby, Political Puppy, Andreas Chiringuito, Zach Christensen, Josh Mickelson, Todd Buckingham, and Todd Lajeunesse. We raise our flag in a veil, and we salute you, our friends.